Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is a podcast from Minute Media. So happy All-American Monday. Thank you. Yes. So um, I'm very excited to talk to you because I love Amara. I know we just met her, but I, I think she's amazing. One, because she's both an educator, but also because she's a journalist, like she's a truth seeker. So how did you go about approaching her character when it came to the backdoor pilot with the breaking of the baseball scandal and then um, dealing with the consequences of, of that story breaking? I think I approached Amara and her story the same way I approach any character that I have the opportunity to portray is just by seeking the truth, not judging uh, the choices that are being made or the choices that are not being made, just putting myself in their shoes and saying, this is the decision that I've made now. Why did I make this decision? And then moving from there. And so when it came to Amara, um, it, wasn't, it wasn't that far of a reach as far as being grounded in the truth and wanting, because I, I think for her, it wasn't so much about, oh, I'm breaking this story as it was, the cheating scandal is harming our students in the long run. They're not getting their education. We're just saying, you know what, the most important thing is athletics. And for Amara, she knows that that's not the most important thing because even if they do go on to become these amazing athletes and have an amazing career, you're not going to be able to do that forever. Um, And so I think just being able to pursue the truth and knowing that Amara wants these children or young people to be well-rounded individuals. I feel like that's the like the core of what it is to be a Princeton University student as well as like alumni. I find great about Amara is that she speaks truth to power um, and that she encourages her students to do so. But I am concerned for her character as as we move through the rest of the season. Um, Should should the audience be concerned or am I overreacting? No, you should be concerned. I was concerned (laughs) as the actor portraying her. And I said to the writers a couple of times, like, why won't you leave her alone? Um, But there are consequences to telling the truth, you know, and when people have been benefiting from the lie, when it is exposed, those benefits go away and people get angry about that and decide to do something about it. Um, and it seems like they will be doing so, which 
I'm always going to be team Amara. So like anyone who is up against her, I hope that they do not prosper in anything that they do. (laughs) But um, what is great about the All-American franchise, like all together, whether it's All-American or All-American Homecoming, is the sense of community and um, camaraderie. And I feel like Amara is at the center of that in All-American Homecoming uh, because she wears so many different hats. She's like a mentor and an advisor. So like, what is your favorite part about playing her character? I think the the family dinners, you know, you mentioned the, the mentor part. I think she just loves to, to give back, to pour into people. I think that's kind of her happy place. Um, and so we saw at the end of the first episode, like all oh, these family dinners, this is going to become a thing. And so not only is that my favorite part of Amara, just for Kelly, because most of the cast gets to come together and, and just laugh and enjoy one another. So that would definitely have to be one of my favorite parts. So we're going to continue to see family dinners then? We will continue to see family dinners. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Because I think these these young adults, they're students, so they they, they need a um a support system and they're finding that in in Amara and amongst each other too. Mm-hmm. Um Absolutely. in All American Homecoming, which is the same thing in, in its its uh, parent show, there is also um an element where the adults aren't just there to be support. They also have their own storylines. Um, and of course, Amara deals with the baseball scandal, but is there any other storylines that she'll be working through through the season? Yes. Can you tease us about some of them? <laughs> um, you know, it's so interesting because even when I watched the pilot, well, it wasn't the pilot because we did the backdoor pilot. Um but the first episode, I was like, man, that was so long ago. There's so much that I don't remember, you know, because we're still shooting um, and we're just wrapping up episode 12. So, you know, I've, I've been trying to think like, wait, what what happened with Amara? Um, you know, we just get to see the relationships that she has outside of the students and the different relationships that she has with the faculty. I think that's as much as I can say without NK, our showrunner, coming to my house and getting me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, then I won't, I won't ask anymore, even though I have so many questions about, about where her plot is headed. Um, yes. But speaking of things I have questions about, so I do know that you're um, writing a play for the Black Rebirth Collective. So can you tell us about what you're working on? Yeah, the, the play deals with um, an imagined meeting between Betty and Coretta. We know them as Betty as the wife of Malcolm X um, or the widow of Malcolm X and Coretta as the wife and widow of Martin Luther King. And so it all started from the play, The Meeting, that is an imagined meeting between Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and written by Jeff Stetson, wonderfully done. And at the end of that play, I I went up to Jeff and I was like, I would love to see an imagined meeting between Betty and Coretta. And he kind of was like, "Hmm." and then just like walked away and someone overheard me say that. And they said, well, you should write it. And I did to them the same thing Jeff did to me. And I was like, hmm. (laughs) And uh, I, when I got together with these incredible women, 
and we formed Black Rebirth Collective and I told them about uh, this passion piece that I wanted to do. They were so encouraging and said, we'll get to writing. Um, and I was like, um, okay. And so I, I wrote um, a monologue, Betty's monologue, and it just kind of went on from there. What really drew me to wanting to tell this story is because surely these women had lives before um, they became the wives of uh, or the widows of. I wanted to kind of see what, what that looked like in um, a biography about Betty Merle, uh Evers Williams, I think is her last name. Um, she wrote the foreword and in it, she said their relationship went from rivalry to tolerance to genuine affection. And that just really kind of blew my mind. And I was like, well, what did that look like? What did this rivalry into tolerance, into genuine affection look like? And so I wanted to explore that and kind of move away from solely defining them as the wives of these incredible men. Um, I just wanted to know, well, who were these women that were married to these incredible men? Surely they had to be some pretty dynamic women as well. That's very true, because even if the politic, their politics were similar to their husbands, the path forward to how they wanted to see the movement carried um, could have been not necessarily incredibly different, but just a different uh, direction, a different means of, of thinking about how to uh better push forward the, the, their agendas and what did they wanted to see um, the way society would move forward for the black community. Uh, yeah. So you said it'd be, would be before that um, they both married their respective husbands, like a imagination between them as younger women. Um, so yes, younger women, but they are still married to them. And so even, even that dynamic, like they're in the book, um, the biography there were things that were revealed. He, he said that Betty left Malcolm three times. And I was like, wait, what? Um, you know, we don't, we don't hear those stories or, you know, how Betty was reserved, but also kind of not, you know? And, and we know that Coretta was this incredible singer. Um, and what did she want to do with that? You know, was there ever a time that she wanted to kind of go out and, and explore that? Um, you know, Betty wanted to be a, a teacher and start a school. What did that look like when, when you have these men um, who are leading this movement and so much is required of them? What does that do to your life? What do you have to put on hold? What dreams do you have to kind of put up on a shelf in the hopes that you will come back to them, but then maybe you can't. I like that has different layers then of like yeah. their own dreams, but also like the dreams for their movement, the dreams for themselves, and mm -hmm. then what their family would look like or um, their futures would look like, suppressing some of their own passions in order to further the movement or further the position of their husbands. So that sounds like a very exciting play. Are you going to be, um, is, is it still behind the scenes for you or do you plan to play one of the women, either Betty or Coretta? Um, I want to just write it. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I, that's that's kind of where I am. I never envisioned myself being in it. Um, I just wanted to tell the story. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited for that play now. Um, just to circle back to All-American Homecoming, this will be our last question. Um, besides Amara, do you have a favorite character on the show? Oh, Sabrina. <laughs> do I have a favorite character? You know, I would, I would have to say Simone. Um, even though she plays my niece on the show, I just, um, I enjoy the complexities of, of her character, you know, even coming from our flagship show, All American, and the relationship that she had with Jordan and kind of exploring what that looks like now that she has moved on to uh, another university that is no longer in Beverly Hills. She's across uh, the country and, and we get to see how she grows and navigates, how she stumbles through that, how she recovers after stumbling. Um, there, there's just a lot of, a lot of good stuff in that character as well as all of them. Um, but yeah, I, if I had to choose, I would say Simone. Okay. I agree. Jeffrey Maya is great as yeah. Simone Hicks. Um, I'm so excited to see her growth, the character's growth, and uh, Amara supporting her and um, getting her own storylines done as well. So I can't wait to see the rest of All American Homecoming. It was a joy talking to you, Kelly. Thank you. You as well. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.